Now I'd like to introduce you to two young men, who've just become the newest members of our family. Harry McDowell and Brandon Heat. Harry and Brandon have joined us to contribute to our prosperity, as well as to do whatever they can to protect our family. Please join me in welcoming these two very special young men. Millennium's upper-level executives and those acknowledged by Big Daddy as members of the organization's inner circle, all united by the Code of Iron. There's only one promise we must make. Never betray the family. Never, ever betray the family. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where four dudes talk about anime. That's our new theme song. It isn't. He's shaking his head slowly at me. He's Bill. I hope they can hear the middle finger because I do it as loud as I can. He just used the restroom and apologized for it. He's Matt. Hey, everybody. I'm ready to talk about. What are we doing again? We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> anime. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. He's back to talk about the anime that he chose for season six. For once. He's Josh. Yo, 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 what's up? Wait, I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> yo, 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 <laughs> what's up? I, I, was, I was thinking Superfly back in the, back in the day. <laughs> oh, Remember yo, Joe Yeah, Superfly! Does Joe Cartoon no. still exist? I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> you say doesn't? <laughs> well... Flash is gone. Yeah, yeah, oh. Flash. Yeah, Flash isn't existing anymore. So, That's Joe really Cartoon, sad. Camp Chaos, uh, all of those are gone. Club now. Penguin is that around? What? Why did they have to get rid of Flash? I was trying to think of a DC joke, but I just I couldn't flashpoint it. I thought they were going to go ah ah ah. <laughs> Gotham Girls. That was that was a great Flash animation program. Cool. Bill, put your clothes on. Quit flashing us. Well, He's yeah. the fastest man alive. Take his clothes off. Hmm. <laughs> you make that joke of the fastest, the fastest man alive is actually here on the podcast for once. Hell. Hey, we're back. Don't talk about Matt like that, man. Jeez, dude. <laughs> we are back uh, this week with a final discussion. Our finale breakdown of Gungrave. Uh, it is finally here. We finished up our discussions of the episodes. Uh, we have watched, reviewed 26 episodes of Gungrave, and now it is time for all kinds of craziness, uh, including a little bit of trivia, which is what we're going to start with. But before we get there, oh. I just want to say, Matt, thanks for joining us today. I know you're not normally on uh, these episodes for Gungrave. I really appreciate you popping in. You, read, I think you, you were on two of the episodes this season. We talked about the one with uh, the, the rain, the rain song. Yep. That you love so much. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I think the one that came before or after that one too. How'd that yeah. go again? Rain. Is this? <laughs> Here comes the rain. Rain. Here it comes rain, again. Rain. Rain. I'm rain. Singing in the rain. Oh, <laughs> you just gave me flashbacks of like the video with Tom Holland. Every time that I see that anywhere, I have to stop everything I'm doing and watching it. So I'm not going to do that right now. But anywho, you know what I'm talking about, right? The Tom Holland video. I love nope. it. Bill, you know what I'm I talking don't. about. It's it's he's he uh, he's going out there. It's like the what's the TV show? The one the lip syncing TV show. Oh, lip sync yeah, challenge okay. or whatever. The Millie, yeah. the Millie Vanilli Hour. I think that's what. <laughs> it's but he does he does this thing where like he's doing the he's like a suit doing singing in the rain. Then like it switches to like Rih- Rihanna's uh, umbrella, uh, and he's I, like in a skin tight like. Nah, good. okay. You will, you want you want a later. new thing you want a new thing to see that that will uh, haunt you or arouse you whichever way you want to look at it or maybe both watch look try to find daniel <laughs> radcliffe <laughs> singing she'll be coming around the mountain from the latest season of miracle workers okay i said and i quote it's like dr frankfurter and ziggy stardust had a beautiful kit beautiful british baby oh wait they're both british and then feet on it <laughs> so naturally I love it. Right. I love it. I'll no, no, yeah, you gotta check it out. I'll watch that later. My my wife showed that to me once sober, and then we watched it again when we were high. Well, of course. You have to. Like all good pieces of media, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She uh, she admittedly went to me um a few days ago and said, I almost drug you drug you out of bed when I saw it so you could see it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was just like, I'll, I'll... She's Send done it to that. Me or I'll try to look it up later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um I don't know if you can probably find it on YouTube somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, we are going to start today, before we get into our final discussion, so we've got quite a lot to cover today. Before we do, though, we are going to jump into a trivia, a Gungrave trivia. We all, we do some sort of game or trivia thing usually at the end of a, of a season. Uh, we've done a lot of different ones. Um, but this right. time, Bill, I know you'll appreciate this. Hi! I went to... Oh, sp- nothing? Get off of balloons. I... <laughs> no. I went to Sporkle. There are zero Gungrave quizzes on Sporkle. That does not shock me. Yeah, really. However, nope. it's an obscure title. I knew it was ha- obscure when I chose it. However, another classic trivia website called Fun Trivia has exactly one Gungrave quiz. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, and no. And we are going to take the quiz together. <laughs> I have not previewed it. You have not previewed it. So we don't know how much of it is is based on the anime or... Either I video game? think it says television quizzes. Okay. All right. So I'm guessing it's the anime. Okay. Um, also, uh, hopefully this will not be like a, when Thurk and I did the Bidoof episode thing, where every answer to the trivia quiz that we took was Bidoof. <laughs> How did you not see that coming? I knew that was coming as you started it. It was, I, I, this is why I don't preview the questions ahead of time. I want to make sure <laughs> this, this whatever is, craziness comes out. This is going to be interesting. All right, I'm going to well, share the screen. Okay, uh, so you all can see it. Are we are we going to are we going to hit game show music or something like that? Uh, I'll probably put da, something. Da, da, all right, all right. Hit the music. Oh, hey, cult of personality. You see, punk coming. No, punk watch no. 2021. Oh my god. All right, here we go. We can. We don't have time for nerd news, Josh. Damn it, no Not time. Doing nerd news for nerd so news. Um, this oh. starts with everyone's favorite cell phone game. Pull the pull the thing so the one anime ass dude doesn't die. Oh yeah, that's a fun. One. 
I pull the thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, because those, <laughs> that is not, those are just like sub games in a horrible game. I actually almost downloaded it until oh, I, I read, I don't, read the description. I don't want it. Read the reviews. I was like, oh, this game is terrible. All the ads are, are BS. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I actually kind of liked what it was showing. I was like, I want to just play something like that. No? From, the, from, the yeah. make, from the makers of Math Game, where it's like, drag the person over to the smaller number. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't play anything but puzzles, puzzle and dragons. Puzzles and puzzles and dragons is supposed to be really good. I've not played it. It's it's it is. It's got beautiful art. Nice. All right, so this is a ten question quiz, I think, because okay. I think it said ten top. Yeah, ten question yeah. trivia quiz, authored by Prince Mag, Ma- sorry, Prince Magus four one one. So uh, all credit goes to Prince Ma- Prince Magus four one one for this quiz. Question number one: uh, Who told Maria that Brandon was an assassin? Was it one A? Let's go A. A. Brandon Heat. B. Harry McDowell. Which I think is misspelled. C. Big Daddy or D. Bear Walking. Brandon. Brandon. You think Brandon told Maria that he was an assassin? Yep. I agree with Josh that Brandon told her he was an assassin. I thought she already had it figured out. I thought so like, too. She had Big Daddy so figured out. Brandon definitely told her. You just may not have been the first one. So I'll go Brandon also. I think I will also do the same. Um, I wanted to say maybe it was Harry, but I don't. I don't think so. It seems like, like that kind of thing Perry would like to try to sow discord. Yeah, but that's not really a I don't know, that's not really a Harry style kind of thing. Okay. Matt, do you concur? Uh, yeah, I, I concur. I mean, I was I was hoping that uh, common sense would be a uh, choice. <laughs> right? <laughs> Question number two. Why was Brandon killed? A, he betrayed the syndicate. B, he was killed in action. C, he failed the mission. D, he got in Harry's way. Well, Again, this is kind of this is kind of a dual answer thing, do right, right. I got to go with the D. <laughs> I think I'm also going to go with D, even though yeah. like, he did betray the syndicate. Kind of, well, I guess no, he didn't because he was no. stepped like in the yeah. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of like how he betrayed Harry's syndicate. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah. At. I mean, that was the official, re- and not only that, but that was the official reason he got. That's, That's why they told they everybody. That's what that was, was spread around. Yes. As far as Harry was concerned, him and him and Millennium were the same, and betraying him was betraying them. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, the most accurate answer probably is is D. Okay. Yeah. Same. But you can make an you can make an argument for A. Right. Okay. So we all want the D. I Got think it. we're all going to basically get the same answers here. But yeah, I think second. so. Uh, what is the Iron Law of Millennium? Two words. Never betray the family. Okay. Never betray. <laughs> Never betray. Is what Josh always, flush. <laughs> always flush. Always <laughs> flush. All right. Uh, always flush know, is uh, bills. <laughs> I, I guess it's I. You know, I guess Josh is right. Never betray. I mean, it was. It's not really two words. It's more like yeah. Don't never Very betray long. the family. Yeah. No. Never betray the family. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Malian always pays his debts. <laughs> That's the wrong show. No. <laughs> All right, oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do never betray unless someone else has a different answer. Number four: Who is the father of Maria's child? A. Brandon. <laughs> B. Big Daddy. C. Harry. D. It's never revealed. <laughs> That'd be a plot twist if it was Harry. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go. Wait, wait. I'm gonna go with B. B for Big Daddy. I was going back through my episode, like at, like some of the old episodes. 
trying to figure out what my top five was, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit. And uh, I opened that episode, and that was immediately where it was at, and I, I laughed so much. <laughs> it was so good. I love it. Yeah, that's great. So, you, uh, sometimes you get weird things when you got to max them out. It's flash. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, number five. Uh, what did Brandon and Harry promise to do when they quote made it big? A, buy out the syndicate. B, give their friends a proper burial. C, live together in a huge mansion. Or D, tear down the orphanage where they grew up together. E, become Vegas showgirls. Yeah! Ooh, I'd watch that everything. One. I'd watch that. <laughs> I would no, too. No, no, uh, Andy, Andy, you're thinking uh, burlesque uh, for boot Oh, castles. I'm thinking burlesque. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. There were, there were shiny, shiny suits. Don't limit people on booby tassels. Anybody can wear booby tassels. I'm wearing them right now. Awesome. All right, which one is it? A, B, C, or D? Uh, give their B. friend B. B, yeah. Proper burial for the guys. Yes, but also didn't they promise to tear down the orphanage? No, not uh, tear it down. No, they, they would buy it. buy it. Yeah, he was going to buy it. Yeah, Harry was going to buy it. tear it down. Sorry, kids. You don't get to live here anymore. Fuck you, orphans. <laughs> hey, this was, uh, this was the orphanage we came from. Well, I'm tearing it down now. Bye, kids. Just, 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 just sad children. Sucks to be you, little bastard. Slimer. Slimy. Number six. Who was the one person who doubted the circumstances of Brandon's demise? Was it Harry? Was it Big Daddy? Was it Maria? Or was it Bungie? The circumstances was that he, uh, the official story was that he betrayed the family. So it's got to be Maria. And Maria, uh, Maria doubted it. It was either Maria or Bungie. I mean, it had to be one of well, those Big two. Daddy those two well, was Big was Daddy dead? dead? No, no, he wasn't dead yet. Okay. I think he died at the end of that episode, but I believe it was Maria because then she went all, uh, you know, yeah. Black Widow and decided to, you know, oh, just, yeah. you know, with a kitchen knife, try to kill Harry at Millennium oh, Headquarters. Yeah. Okay, we'll go Maria. We agree? Agreed. Agree. Number seven. Who was caught betraying Millennium to the rival syndicate known as Lightning? Was it A, Bob, Bob Poundmax, B, Ballad Bird Lee, C, Harry McDowell, or deep branded heat that one is lee oh yeah definitely uh-huh they could have done better with those with those choices honestly i actually forgot about that one <laughs> that was where like he showed up and like he like was throwing all the cinnabons at mm-hmm. uh, uh <laughs> at harry because he was working he was working with ken and vulcan who we find out later there was his bro- older brother number eight uh, what is the name of the powerful strike team led by Bear Walken? Overkill. Yeah! Yep, yep. That, yep. Yeah, I'm going to agree there. Number nine. The race animals used in this anime <laughs> are also seen in what other anime by the same creator? Oh, do we Do we have, I mean... Hunter Hunter, right? Out. Um, Just, no, get like, out. That's like why we watched it. Get out, Andy. Something Just... Dice Club. <laughs> <laughs> They're gambling on horses. Oh, no, no. Uh, Uron Host no. Club. Oron Host Club. No, it's Trigon. Trigon. <laughs> Number 10. In the uh, in the opening credits, which of these phrases is not seen written on the wall? Is it uh, is it A, beyond the grave? Is it B, they can have my gun when they pry it from my cold, dead fingers? Is it C, number of the beast? Or is it D, back from the dead? I think I know this one. Uh, this is actually slightly tougher. I think I know it. I, I think I do, too. I'm gonna say back from the dead, Matt. What do you think? I don't remember. Rem- I do not remember beyond the grave. Okay. Bill, I thought it was number of the beast because I'm pretty sure we made an Iron Maiden joke. Yeah, because that that, well, that one is there. It is there. That means that's what I'm saying. 
So, oh, sorry. which, which, which one? Not, is I'm not, sorry, not, not Ritz. Yes. I was, no, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, Sounds like Bill for most of the season. Well, pretty much. I, I think Back from the Dead. I don't remember that one. I believe it's Back from the Dead. I don't think that one's on there. All right. Well, All right, let's submit our answers. Uh, question one, who told Maria that Brandon was an assassin? Answer, we're correct. Brandon Heat. Uh, Maria and Brandon were very close. I'm just going to read their write-up here. Uh, and she was the reason Brandon became a part of Millennium's family. Brandon hid the fact that he was a high-level member of the syndicate until the pressure finally got to him. He told Maria that his, quote, work was assassinating anyone who betrayed the syndicate. After that, Maria and Brandon parted ways. Only 48% of players answered this question correctly. He really? literally pulls out a gun. He doesn't even say he's an assassin. He says, I'm a hitman. Flat yeah. out. There's yeah. a difference. Uh, question number two. Why is Brandon killed? We got the correct answer. He got in Harry's way. Brandon refused to allow his best friend Harry to betray the syndicate. He pulled a gun on Harry, but didn't have the heart to shoot him. To repay this, Harry shot Brandon several times and killed him. Brandon is, is later resurrected by Necro Rise. Uh, and takes on the name Beyond the Grave. As Grave, it is his goal to hunt down and kill Harry. 67% of people answered this one correctly. <laughs> Did people just take this and not watch Gungrave? Probably. Probably. Okay, that's fair. It's the internet. Uh, number three, what is the iron law of millennium? The answer, never betray, is correct. The only uh, There is only one possible future for anyone who betrays millennium. Death. This theme of betrayal and vengeance is the, is the foundation of the series. Only 36% of all players got this one right. Who is Maria's child? Answer, Big Daddy. After breaking up with Brandon, Maria Wait a minute. has... Maria's child is Big Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> who's the father what? of Maria's child? <laughs> it's Big Daddy. Uh, Maria has the child of the former leader of Millennium. However, after Harry takes over the syndicate, he call- kills Big Daddy, Maria, and her daughter, Mika. Wait. Takes over. Mika. <laughs> he doesn't kill Mika. Wow, yeah. Uh, poor, <laughs> poor write-up. Poor write-up. It's but like one of my writings. Unless unless that was how it was in the manga or something. I don't, know. I don't think it was a manga. There, there was no manga. Oh, that's right. Just the game. Unless, well, te- unless te- that's how it was in the there, video game. There was an anime manga, which was just scenes from the anime put into a book. Okay. Well, okay. then there you go. Uh, number five. What did Brandon and Harry promise to do when they made it big? The answer is give their friends a proper burial. Uh, when their three friends were killed, Brandon and Harry didn't have money to give them real graves. This uh, made they made do with three marked pauper graves. Uh, mounds of dirt. Uh, unfortunately, they never did make it good on that promise. 62% got it right. Uh, apparently, we got the next one wrong. Holy crap. Uh, who was the one person who doubted the circumstances of Brandon's demise? The answer here... They said is Big Daddy. Oh, uh, when okay. standing at Brandon's gravesite, Harry explained to Big Daddy that Brandon had betrayed the syndicate and therefore had to be executed. After this explanation, Big Daddy told Harry that he was lying, then implored Harry to kill him. Harry refused, saying that he still needed support as leader of Millennium. He does, however, kill Big Daddy. That was probably because later in that episode, Maria is like, you know, shitting bricks over it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, forty-eight percent also got it wrong. Huh? And it's just not a well, well-written quiz. No, it's I'm not. just going to say, well, not it's well, only, yeah. It's the only quiz on the internet. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Damn you, number Prince s- Magus! <laughs> number seven, who was caught betraying Millennium and the rival syndicate? That was Battleboard Lee. Uh, 56% got it right. Uh, the next one, what is the name of the powerful strike team led by Bear Walken? We got it wrong, apparently. I wrote overkills, but apparently overkill is what they're looking for. Boo, we oh. got that one. Fuck it. 
Number eight, it is uh, it is overkill, but it's overkills, so we got it right. Uh, so they said 33% got it right, but they probably just put an S on it. They forgot the S, yeah. <laughs> Number nine, the race animal used uh, this type of animal in another anime. It was Trigun. Uh, the animal's called a Thomas, and is the main steed of the anime series Trigun. These animals are seen mostly in the first few episodes before Brandon becomes a well-known sweeper and when he is working to collect money from the races. The series looks, at first glance, to be from the same creators as Helsing. They aren't, even though Brandon, in the first part of the series, looks very similar to Alucard. But then, for that matter, Lee reminded me of Saito from Rory Kenshin. Nobody asked this for his fucking opinion. <laughs> it's like somebody giving giving a, a breakdown of a manga episode, and then they insert their own criticisms into it in the middle of it. And you're just supposed to be breaking it down. Sorry, I watch. I watch Break it few, down. I watch a few. It does look like Psycho. <laughs> Number ten uh, in the opening credits. Which of these phrases is not in the wall? It's back from the dead. Thirty nine percent got that right. We got ah. eight out of ten. Although I would say we got all of them. All right. Well, the big daddy one, I'll, I'll accept that we oh, yeah. so hot on. Yeah, yeah I'll fair. allow that. I mean, I, I'll allow it, but I think Maria was a valid argument, too. Though. Yes, I agree. We're going to move on now to talk about Gungrave as a whole uh, and talk about some of our overall impressions, thoughts about characters, etc. Um, kind of break down the anime. Um, and I think we're just going to start with our overall just general thoughts about the anime. Uh, now that we've kind of gotten through uh, to the end of it and have had a chance to revisit it, re-experience it after some of us, maybe for the first time, like Bill. Yo. Uh, and for some of us, after a long <laughs> time of uh, having not seen it. Um, like I know we talked about when we first were in the first episode, Josh and I, uh, this was one of the ones that like he and I um, had kind of experienced and watched kind of around the same time back in the day. So what are what are our overall thoughts now that we are through Gungrave in 2021? What are some of the things that like, is this is this a good anime? What what are some of the things that kind of like stand out to you? I think overall, it's still a good series, though it does suffer greatly from the parts, and we've talked about this at, at length on our on our individual episode reviews, that once it got to the point of adapting the video game bits, it stalled. It stalled terribly. I And again, I, I think the mob story was great. I think the stories that they told about the characters, specifically about uh, Brandon and Harry, were excellently done. Is it like high-end anime? No, not at this point. There's still a lot of good to be taken out of this series, but the bad almost makes it a dead dead even, too, though, I want to say. But as far as, like, the writing, the strongest aspects of this series, I think, in, especially in the writing, is character development. With the exception of maybe Lee and Bob, I don't think that there's really a, a weak character outside of those two. Those two were kind of too two-dimensional, in my opinion. But all the other characters, even like your throwaway characters like Blood War, for example, or Witch and Gary, you, you actually were invested in these characters. Even though that they were short-term, you still, I felt a connection with them, even for their short time being there. So I think where this series really sh shone the most was in its character development. Even moreover, the character development of the two lead characters really does stand out the best, in my opinion. I Kind of think it was a shit sandwich on really good bread. <laughs> There's a metaphor. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The the opening was really good. The uh, ending actually was surprisingly good. 
with a lot of boring horseshit in the middle. I can't disagree with you there. I mean, it's kind of like where, where I was feeling it there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was surprised how effectively it ended. Oh, that like, ended. It didn't really just, it didn't just really just go downhill. It, it, it was good. It went downhill and then it pulled it out for the end. Right. And an emotional yeah. ending too. I mean, I still get, get choked up over that ending. And he's good. Yeah. I had, I had vague memories of how, of how it ended, but I, not, not incredibly specific. Like, I remembered the reconciliation, but I would have told you that their final showdown was like in an office building. It's interesting, like coming back to it. Um, I don't know how long ago you had watched it, um, Matt. I know for me, it had been a very long time since I had seen uh, the anime originally, and you know, I think Probably we even talked about it. Ten years, I would yeah, say. at least, if not a little bit more. Yeah, I'm maybe 2005 for me, something like that. Yeah, so. that that seems maybe like maybe for mm-hmm. me too, somewhere around there. And it's one of those things where, like, you'd think that I would remember more than I did. And I just remember liking it. And then on this more critical rewatch, I agree with Josh. I think the strength is absolutely in the character interaction and and character depth and writing and and whatnot. And the weaknesses is this the middle drag of the story. Like that, it just doesn't, I don't know. The sum of the story and then some of the world building just doesn't really work. And I think that maybe is because of its original source material. It could have used some restructuring, definitely. Uh, I think it would have been better if they'd, if they'd uh, had uh, Beyond the Grave. And then they interspersed those episodes with flashback episodes. I think that would have worked a lot better. Or what, did we yep. have, what about like how most animes format where... You find more of the story in the meat of the action as well. Like, say, you see that's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, but not just not just like an individual um, flashbacks episode, like a wholly dedicated flashback episode, but an episode where, say, you have the fight between Boonji and and Grave, which probably the best fight in the series. And interspersed, you see their, you know, you see their progression. You know, you know when Boonji was first hired on to try to kill Harry and Brandon and then him being hired on and all that. Do you think that would have, would have served it better? I think that's exactly what Matt's saying. Well, I wasn't exactly saying that. That's a little more uh, intimate than what I was, than what I was saying, but that's basically either one is what I was, okay. what yeah. I get behind. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that on an episode. Uh, I know one of the last few episodes, Bill had kind of brought that to the forefront as like a, a way to maybe, go back over and fix this series is don't structure it the way that it was done before. Like do some more of those sort of like flashing back and, and, and interspersing some stuff. It was, it was just, it was just too much, too much to start with beyond the grave and do 16, 15, 16 episodes yeah, of backstory. Like yeah. Right. Just too much. I, I at least want to give the, the creators um, some, they, they did something that is not typical. In, in structure to an anime like this. Most animes where, where we see something like this, we find the shadowy backstory is fleshed out in the midst of all the crazy bonkers action. They, these creators obviously took the choice of saying, let's, let's get the backstory out of the way, which I can at least can commend them for making the choice. I just don't think they, they, the execution was not there. Yeah. They, they fell short of that, of that execution. I, it it was an experiment, I think, in some ways. Looking more specifically, since we're already talking about it, the characters, we've spent a lot of time, I think, you know, 
lauding the show for being a uh, one that does a good job of like building relationships. And at its core, it's the story about Harry McDowell and Brandon Heat. And, you know, we'd always joke around about Brandon's character having no personality. He doesn't talk. Uh, and that being something that, like, I don't know, to me, when we when I look back and I think about the ways in which we've talked about Brandon as a character, that's very much at odds with the statement that this show is all about character interactions and relationships when the main character is that way. So I'm kind of curious. Okay. Maybe we haven't, I mean, we've dug into Brandon's character somewhat, but I feel like we could dig a little bit more here as we kind of finalize things. Well, I think I said the last time we talked that I think Brandon absolutely is a, is a pair of pants character. Yeah. You use that phrase. Yes. Yes. And I, I still stick by that. I mean, obviously he has some motivations, but those motivations are simple and easy for the viewer to understand and generally um, positive, heroic things that people would want to ascribe to themselves. I actually wrote kind of an in-depth write-up prepping for this episode. Do you mind if I actually re re read what I wrote here? You can read some, good. So my first statement was loyalty personified. Brandon is a character with a very with very basic motivations to protect those who matter and never betray them. You see this throughout the show. Brandon is loyal to a fault, to everyone that matters to him. His relationship with Harry speaks the loudest to this. When Brandon is forced to choose to kill Harry for betraying the organization he swore to protect, the conflict to him is painful to see. He fought he fought the urge to kill Harry outright uh, when he when he spoke about killing Big Daddy, but stops himself because of how strongly he feels over his friend, resulting in his own death, but says everything that that was needed to be said at this point. As beyond the grave, he's taking he's taking out his former associates, not out of revenge, but more out of a sense of upholding the ideals of the organization he was once a part of. He is, in fact, executing those he sees as the true traitors to Millennium and in some way responsible for Harry's down, downward spiral. His fights with Bob and Lee uh, exemplify this as he sees them both as the most dangerous people to the organization and to Harry. He has little to nothing to say to either of them while he fights fights with uh well well his fights with Bear is more of an act of self defense more than anything else as Bear sought Grave out and not the reverse. His fight with Boonji shows us the the side of Brandon uh we uh, a side of Brandon we only saw a hint of, and that it is his love for a good fight. Unlike characters like Goku who actively seek out a, a stronger fight for the fun of it, Grave shows his his enjoys his fights, but only engages when necessary, except for, for Bungie, as he sees him more as an equal and a sparring partner and a friend. Even his dialogue with Bungie in their final fight says as much, when they actually say, hey, no hard feelings on this one. Unlike most stoic protagonists in other series, Brandon's quiet nature comes off as more thoughtful and shows that he has that his actions are his default form of communicating to others. And when he does speak it is soft but the words are strong and has so much heart and genuine sincerity it isn't played off as a badass looking badass but more more of a deep and thoughtful man who just who just so happens to be a badass his desire to protect people extends to a 13 year old girl he never knew and furthermore has 
at was the daughter of the woman he loved and the man he saw as a father. Never once showing regret for, for that choice in his life, Brandon protects Mika because he feels it is his duty to do so, even if he were alive and she was someone and that she is someone worthy of his protection. Brandon, while coming off as a simple at first glance, is an incredibly deep, thoughtful character with layers to his most basic uh, to this most basic premise, and his loyalty speaks loudest to me. So that's what it's like to put thought into things. Yes, this is what it's like. This is what it's like, Matt. Um, no, that's really good. I uh, I want to jump on a couple things of that, though. Yeah, go ahead. The the focus on him as and his focus on loyalty and conflict um, that you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. to me, it feels simultaneously interesting with his character, but also I don't know. Maybe I don't know if boring is the right word because like he's so driven like by these senses of loyalties that they come into conflict. And I think that's great because that leads to the conflict leads to, I think some good. That elevator scene is, is probably the best example of that. Yeah. Yes. The elevator scene in particular is the one that like, for me solidifies like the, the, the sort of like tension uh, that he has of like the decisions he has to make. But at the same time, like while you have those good scenes, there are others that like, he he feels like he's just kind of there, and I don't know if that's poor character development or if that's just building more toward those more climactic scenes. I don't know. Uh, Matt, Bill, do you have a thought on 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 him and his like loyalty? I think it kind of goes back to what I said, and kind of goes back to what Josh said. He's a one note character on purpose. Yeah, he he's there for the audience to have an anchor. And I don't think that's yeah. a bad thing, though. Too, I think it it, it really no, helps. Not necessarily. I, I think it's, it's his his. It's not necessarily, but it also doesn't make for the most interesting of characters sometimes. But when you when you obviously have a story to tell, tell like like the type of story that they obviously wanted to tell with the mob story, I think uh, a more taciturn main character helps with at least letting the other characters breathe. Would you rather have had? Gungrave be, or, or not Gungrave, but Brandon be more of a bombastic, say, a Kamina type character who just runs off his mouth. Do you think that would be, that would be a better characterization for this, for, for this particular story? I'm glad you bring up, Rob, that because my brain went there immediately the same time that yours did. The difference between, uh, like, like, if we go back to Gurren Lagan, Kamina was not the main character. Uh, and it's, as much as I love Kamina, it's probably good that he wasn't the main character. Right, right. Because as much as I don't like Simone, he was the best, like, way to drive that story. Yeah, and again, if you go back, Simone's kind of boring, too. Yes. I still so, like him. For the, for the same reason. He's still one of my favorites. <laughs> because you're you're putting yourself over top of him. You are putting him on as a pair of pants. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are wearing Simone like pants, which is a weird sense. <laughs> Very. Matt, any thoughts on on his one noteness or not one noteness? Um, no, not really. I pretty much just take the character at face value, honestly. So, I have another example of a of a good stoic ca- character, Oz. But that's not the same deal because Oz had definitive characterization, right? Where but you, he was mostly where you knew what he was going to do and why he would do it. But if you were to say in that same show that Buffy. Oh, was okay. kind of reference. yeah, yeah, it's a oh, yeah. I was I was if lost. You were, to carry on. I'm I'm thinking too. the Wizard of Oz. No, if you were to tell me that Buffy is kind of that same character where she's 
kind of bland there for the audience to follow. I would have, I, I agree with you. I, I think Oz, Oz's stoicism is his character. I think Brandon's stoicism is mechanical. I like that. Uh, and that's why I don't, in general, like main characters of shows. Because they're usually boring. Because they're, they're nondescript on purpose. Yeah. To feel the function of the audience. And the supporting cast is meant to be colorful to help flesh out the world and bring out things in the main character. Exactly, and right. so there's that's why there's usually some supporting cast that I, that's some weirdo that I latch on to. Mm-hmm. Your Lerons. The Lerons, your Giles. I didn't really have one in this anime, I suppose. And that might have been one of my weak points here. Mm-hmm. To the series overall, is that you didn't, yeah. you don't feel like you had a character didn't that really, like... Didn't really feel a connection with with any of the characters? I'm not, uh, not, not really. I could, that's weird that you say that, because like, I, going into this, would have sworn that Bear Walken would have been the one that you... Okay, gravitated. you know what, yeah. you know what, I take I take that back, you're right, Bear Walken probably was my, my attachment character in this one. Yeah. I was thinking like, a lot of times it's the weirdo or the outsider, but yeah, the, the wise older step, like again, saying Giles... I could see Bear being kind of in that role. So yes, yes, I take I take that back. To me, it would have either been Bear or Boonji for you. Boonji. I I think Bear. It just okay. uh, as important as he was to the story, he also wasn't an active character as much. Right. I don't think I have one uh, from outside the main cast. I mean, maybe maybe Maria, maybe Big Daddy. Actually, Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy was the one that I like, liked. Big Daddy a lot was the, mo- the most interesting to me. I think about it. Yeah. You know, if we were criminals, I could definitely see you being the big daddy running the place and me being the bear. Yeah, I could see that. I absolutely could see that. <laughs> Term- certain terminology is not <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> Where you you would be no, you would be called you would be called a bear, Bill. I know. <laughs> oh, I, know. Oh, I thought I thought I thought you were going to make a comment about Andy being called the big daddy. I mean, you don't know what it what what it's like down there. I never go for the low hanging fruit. <laughs> Wow! Anyway, so thank, for, those, for those of us with smaller penises, I thank you. So mad. <laughs> I'm what? so confused right now. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Harry, which is also I... not the right phrasing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know who? You know who I do really like in the show. Harry McDowell is, I think, the most fascinating character in this entire anime. To, to in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're. I think that's fair. Um, I think I think his rise to power, his relationship with the people around him, the way that he starts off, you know, with with just this sense of desire, the sense of like pushing to just always get what he wants, um, but also doing it in a way to like try to raise other people up with him, unless they don't want to follow his exact code of doing things. In which case, then he pushes them away. It's not so much he wants to raise them up, it's yeah. that he will raise them up. Yes, he's not he against it. Yeah. Yes. He, he's, the high, he's the high tide. So, I don't know. I find him to be an extremely fascinating character, and I think his arc is almost more interesting in a lot of ways than, than Brandon's arc. And I don't know if you all agree or disagree with that. I, I think you're probably right. Harry is probably the best written character. Not that I'm necessarily a fan of him, but he is probably the best the best written the he's the crux of the story the story wouldn't be here without him and sure. his ambitions and i think now, i think ambitions a, a key word for harry because harry's kind of that example of what happens when you have unchecked ambitions well i mean it's just the whole idea that 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 harry's main main goal isn't necessarily to amass power for the sake of power he's amassing power for 
out of a sense that he wants to not be constrained in life. He doesn't want to bow down. He doesn't want to have to necessarily have a boss. He, he obviously he doesn't work like a, a nine to five. I think that that is interesting power to for power's sake. I mean, it's not like he's trying to improve the world. He just wants to improve his lot, be so powerful, improve himself. Yeah. I want to come back though. I had, I had a thought here about Andrew saying that Harry is the most fascinating character of this. Okay. Because Harry is the bad guy and he has spoken before about how he doesn't like things where the, that's a story about the bad person. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, like you're not a big fan of the movie of the Joker. Did not like it. I, I think you could, I mean, not the same, obviously, but I think you could very much argue that there's at least some similarities between this being Harry's story of him being an asshole and, and doing things, falling from grace, becoming evil. And Joker was kind of the same way. I could see some parallels there. Um, I think the big difference for me is that with Harry, Harry's story goes in waves, right? Where it's like he starts off ambitious, but like he's he's a good guy. He does some bad things, but like he still shows that like the the love and support of like the people he cares about. He does the, you know, the the the, the complete terrible thing of murdering his friend, but then like you still see him still show these positive traits. And then by the end he loses his empire and he's trying to, you know, get redemption and forgiveness from his friend in some way, or at least try to make it somewhat right. So I don't know if it fully is, is a, is a comparison, but like I can see parallels in the, the type of story that's being told, like in that way. This, this seems like a great time to bring, bring this up. I don't know if you know this, uh, but uh, Yasuhiro Naidao, the creator of Trigun, the guy who behind the story and the characters of this video game and show, Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Christian. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I can and, see that. Yeah. And, can totally see and that. just much like Vash and Knives, Harry and Brandon, they're Cain and Abel. Okay. Uh, okay, that. so that... You okay. know, we talked about that in the last episode. I think we brought up that the... You know, going back and again, this idea of like, what do I remember about the anime when I was rewatching it? You know, I would have sworn that there was something that there that there was going to be something more between them an actual gunfight. But what well, we even made that connection of like, it's kind of like a reverse Vash and Knives sort of situation, um, or what I can't remember how we, we exactly. Well, they were trying it, to like save each saw... other at the end. They were trying to, yeah, right. You know, I mean, I mean, and when when Brandon makes that statement about killing his best friend, damn. About not wanting to mm-hmm. kill his best friend. Honestly, yeah. that I always saw that as a, as a discussion between you and Bill, Andy. Because mm-hmm. I, when I saw that, I was like, "That's Bill and Andy right there." I feel like we said something about that too, Bill. I feel like that came. I think too. I think at some point it came at up. Some, but uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I think that's that's a great train of thought, Matt. This mm-hmm. idea that like you have these pair of characters that like it's you see those sort of symbolic representations in mm-hmm. their relationship and and kind of like the, the choices that they specifically make. Brandon was yeah. the one that always got more praise than than Harry, but Brandon didn't do nearly as much as what Harry was doing. Harry was doing all the deals and making all the, and he just sent Brandon out to kill who needed to be killed, and he got the the adulation. I could totally see that being a Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense. So that, that yeah. so then does that mean that that Big Daddy is Adam or God? God. Yeah, yeah, I think I would say that. Yeah. I mean, literally, Big Daddy. Yeah, that's fine. okay. Fair enough. Big G, Big D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. And <laughs> based just based from what I know of uh, Yasuhiro Naidao, that it's seems to be like one of his favorite, probably his favorite Bible story. I don't know. Maybe 
that makes that makes a lot of sense when you look at the two anime and like the it's just the general overall themes that we see of like like not killing and redemption these almost like Christ-like figures in the way of like a Vash the Stampede and a and a and a Vash is gunslinger Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love that. No, absolutely. So then does that mean Wolfwood is like the Catholic Church then because <laughs> you know uh basically it corrupted uh yeah it's yeah. In my, uh, <laughs> now, 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 I'm just gonna be analyzing Trigun for the rest of this shit. All right, we're re- back <laughs> well, to Gungrave. Uh, well, <laughs> I hate to say it, but you've just blown it. I, my my anime I picked was Trigun again to look at the, the, uh, the Christian undertones. Of the anime. <laughs> uh, so keep keep it in mind. At some point, maybe we'll do Tuning Japanese Retro Edition. Yes, there. You know, it did cross my mind. I was like, what if we redid Excel? Because like I was going through my list of possible anime. I'm like. What if we did Excel again? Anyway, um, I, I make heads, Bill's head explode. Um, yes, I mean, okay. We would almost need to make that a separate feed. Yeah, we would. I yeah, would, that'd yeah. be a Patreon. That's a Patreon. That's show a Patreon. Oh, that show. is that is yeah. for sure. Um, I want to move on and talk about uh, just general favorite moments from the anime. Uh, we've talked about it. I think maybe from time to time, like you know, on certain episodes. But like just looking back, we we mentioned kind of like characters that resonate with us. But like, what are some of your favorite moments and characters from the anime overall? The ending. The ending. I mean, it's very rare for me to watch any type of media that will actually draw out an emotional response like uh, Gungrave. This show is almost 20 years old at this point. And every time I see that final episode, every goddamn time, I get choked up. My my ears my my eyes uh, uh, tear up a little bit. My ears must tear up a little bit too. I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's 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 one of the best endings. I'm sorry, even even compared to Cowboy Bebop, it's probably better than Cowboy Bebop's ending. Sorry, Andy. I'm gonna say it. Shut Ooh. up. <laughs> agree to disagree. On That's that fine, one. but it it I damn near cry every time. And it's, it's the whole thing in that final statement there of, you know, I always, you know, Brandon's final line of, I have always made the mistake of choosing Harry McDowell oh, over Millennium. So but what choice do I have? Yeah. I can't kill my best friend. It's like right there. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> you're like crying with Harry at that point when Harry's like, oh, Brandon, I, you know, and then in that mm-hmm. moment, too, of Harry crying because he realizes everything that he had done was completely he realized that what that in, in killing Brandon, he made the biggest mistake because he realized then and there that Brandon would have never had left him. And it's just like, you realize that, and you're, I'm getting choked up thinking about it right now. <laughs> there. Good. That and the fight, the final fight with Bungie. Uh, that final fight with Bungie, I just love it. It's the best piece of action in the series. And it's also just, you could tell, as I was saying earlier, that they're enjoying this. And it's like, hey, these are just two friends having a good time at this point. They know that one of them's going to die, and they don't give a fuck. And I like that. That was that was just a really good moment. I like Mika. Mika's my favorite. No, I'm kidding. Really? <laughs> no. I have Sorry. I have softened on Mika. That's true. That's true. Softening on a character and making <laughs> them your favorite are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was Josh's Toboy moment, remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mika was definitely my Toboy. Mika was your Toboy. Yeah. I'd like to see Mika take on a giant mutant walrus. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't turn that down as a show. 
<laughs> she might actually pull it off. What about Mika uh, and Toboe just like hanging out doing adventures? Pretty cute. Okay, that fan would art. be cute. That fan art idea. Fan that art idea, Matt. I actually that would be super cute. Oh my god! Actually, now I think about it. That would be very cute. <laughs> just make it Mika and Toboe. Uh, make it oh. in the fashion of of like some sort of uh, movie poster where it's a a thing and a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be adorable. <laughs> you know, Do I'm not gonna, Google I'm that gonna, though. I'm gonna go ahead and. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and write that down in my uh, some note art ideas. There you go. Just, just for future. I love it. I love it. <laughs> don't, don't just go out and Google, like, Mika and Toboe. I'm no. sure. Oh, God, no. There. I'm sure Somewhere. there's something. Ugh. I like the Blood War stuff. That's that's where I'm going with, like, some of my favorite moments from this, is that Blood War was fantastic. Uh, I thought that it gave me – it was kind of like this show's version of, like, Brilliant Dynamite's Neon – which I loved that part of Trigun. Yeah. He was he was the first like real threat that they had and like like one that was taken seriously. And I love when it's one of my favorite things about like anime and other shows is when like the first real but not end sort of threat, but the first real threat kind of emerges. I love that. Yeah. See, I thought he was kind of boring. Really? I I, I don't I don't think he was anywhere near as cool as uh as not, Dynamite Neon. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I liked it cuz he he had a very um flashy uh, about him uh, way about him. He was very much like, I'm going to go on this crazy rampage and it's going to be fun and everyone's going to see it. I agree with Andy though. I mean, the blood, the blood war stuff was great. Um, he was definitely one of my, one of my other favorite characters in the series just because of, yeah, he posed an actual legit threat threat. Didn't know exactly how Brandon was going to get out of it. You know, he was going to get out of it. But what type of crazy shit was, was going to have to be done and didn't disappoint. I mean, yeah, he's a fun character. What if all of uh, Harry's uh, henchmen they turned into monsters were actually turned into the monsters from the game Rampage? <gasps> I would love that, too. I love now, Rampage. I'm just trying to think yeah. which one would be which. Okay, Boonji would be, would be the wolf, would be Ralph. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. 100%. Yeah. Honestly, Lee would be Lizzie the Lizard. Yeah, Lee, yep. Lee, Lee, Lee is Lizzie. So it, does that make Boonji George? And do we just leave Bear to be Bear because <laughs> it's Bear? Maybe. Uh, if it's necessity. Yeah, I go with it. I go with it. Bear gets to be a bear. A bear. Just a bear. Don't bear. <laughs> just, uh, just a bear. <laughs> with sunglasses. He's got to have not the a sunglasses. Plat- not, not a platypus bear or anything? Just a bear? No, just, no, just a bear. Just a bear. Bill, what are some of your favorite either moments or characters from the anime? I think the whole thing with uh, Brandon killing Sid for Bear was really, really intense. That that became a callback throughout the show. It did. Yeah. I think that was some of the best storytelling in the whole show in a linchpin scene. It kind of gave us the thesis all at once. Like you said, it gave us things that the the look in the eyes and all that resonated. What Brandon was willing to do for the organization it just I think it was probably the most important scene of the show. Think about this. I'm surprised I didn't think about it. Uh, and honestly, Bill, this is going to go back to my argument about how Brandon's actions are his deepest form of, of communication because he never said a single word. He, he guns down Sid, and you know exactly why he did it. It wasn't just because, oh, I'm taking out a traitor. It's, oh, my mentor or the guy who's teaching me my stuff He's got this choice to make. I don't. I want to spare him that choice. Oh, absolutely. You're not wrong. Yeah. So that, you know, that's Brandon is the personification of actions speak louder than words. 
Yes, absolutely. Definitely. But to my point of the same deal, which what who among us wouldn't want to be the person that could do that for somebody? You know, if you have a mentor you respect and care about that much, and they have to do something terrible, who among us wouldn't think we want at least would at least want to be the person that could right. shoulder that bur- that burden for them? I agree. Right. Sure. Right. Sure. Uh, Matt, what about you? Either favorite moment or character from the anime? Uh, I think I gotta go with Josh. My favorite one is uh, the final episode where Harry and and uh, Brandon make up. You know, have their <laughs> make up. <laughs> is that what make us saw? Is that is that is is that what make a really saw them making out? Well, maybe it's better to say reconciliation. They reconcile. My brain went. My brain went to Sailor Moon, like Moon Prism <laughs> Power Make Up. <laughs> my daughter's enjoying that, by the way. She's good been watching Crystal. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, definitely reconciliation is the word for that. That's probably uh, my favorite. I got I got choked up too on that part. I think after that, I think my favorite was probably the uh, elevator scene. Oh yes, yeah. more than yes, not, yes, the, yes, not a, yes, not a yes. moment, not a moment from it, but the entire scene. Oh yeah, do that. No, no, that scene was, was was one of the best written moments in the series. I without agree. a doubt. Out. And you know why uh, Harry shot Brandon in the eye? Why? Eye for an eye? Because they could no longer see eye to eye. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just saying eye for an eye. <laughs> an eye for an eye. That? There's a place for that, too. Actually, yeah. No, that 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 sounds hokey, but that really does make a shit ton of sense. I was trying to think of like a, a biblical thing about eyes, like, Remove the plank from your eye, or yeah. <laughs> and maybe they were trying to justify the character design from the video game, and they threw that in there as a, as an explanation. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the most. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should it's... call Nido and find out. Could do it. It's it's great though when you've got multiple possibilities. For the story. Yeah, well, that's the fun thing about a, a, an analysis. It's never it's never yeah. all roads lead to Rome. It, it's a, oh man, it's always fun. I love this stuff. Hey, Josh. Yes. Uh, I think you're the only one amongst us that's actually played the Gungrave video game. Uh, I played the second one, Overdose. Okay. I don't think maybe we'll have a lot to say about this, because we've already kind of covered it, actually, a good deal just across our reading of the anime. Obviously, this is a unique one in that it doesn't come from a manga or a light novel, necessarily. It came from... Mungo. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's a call. We haven't done that in a God, while. yeah, um, we really haven't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, um, you, you said it right, Andy. I couldn't correct you. I'm sorry. Uh, manga. 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 There we go! Woohoo! <laughs> We've revived uh, it. <laughs> We've done it. And, it, and, it's, and it's anime. Uh, anime. Dude, An- it's anime, dude. Anime. Uh, I like saying anime. <gasps> it's called Japan it's animation, you idiot. You should be watching. Um, so... <laughs> Umangi. <laughs> I stop that. So, um... We've talked about like the uh, the uniqueness of pulling from a video game to do an anime. Um, since you've played it, jo- Matt, have you played these games at all? No, no, I haven't. I wanted to. I really did, but uh, never. I, all the reviews I found said they were terrible, so I didn't bother. That's fair, and they're they're actually they're they're doing a new one. Right, right. like it was announced. A new one was announced. Uh, a while for, like, the next gen, like two years ago. Yeah, like a year and a half, two years. It's ago. not out yet. Yeah, but. Josh, thoughts on the adaptation, kind of going this roundabout, like, is it true enough? Is, well, did it warrant an anime, or maybe, I don't know, like, what is your I don't your think the thoughts? original video game didn't necessarily warrant an anime, but what they created out of it was a an interesting experiment. 
to my understanding, and remember, I only played the second game. And I didn't play the second game very much. Um, it was it was kind of a watered down Devil May Cry, in my opinion, and and that's where a lot of comparisons come from. It's very much Devil May Cry like, as far as like it being true to the um, to the source material. Just look at the uh, character designs on the uh, um, on the superiors between the video game and the anime, and you'll see that there's a vast difference. Also, if they were going to be true to the anime, Grave would have fought a resurrected head of Big Daddy as a final boss. That's literally the final boss of the original game, is Big Daddy's necrolized head. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. As also the uh, the final boss in Robocop vs. Terminator was a giant head. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I never played the original Gungrave video game. I did. I actually did watch like like a playthrough and watch like all the cutscenes and all that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. the anime, honestly, in my opinion, is far better than the original video game. The anime is much better. Yeah. I guess the only thing we, at least I can add, is like what we've already talked about in the show before, which is just simply, like, the the, the video game gets in the way of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh-huh. It really did. There, were, for a short time after the game came out, there was a talk of the Trigun video game, which uh, that would have been cool. All, got they got me all excited, but uh, they even put out a trailer for it, a teaser trailer for it once, I think, but uh, nothing ever came of it. That's sad. It's really sad. You know, you might you might be better off. Honestly, it's true. I mean, we're probably talking PS2 era, which was probably the the golden era of PlayStation. Let's be honest. Uh, It probably would not hold up now. Anime games don't do great um, unless it's a fighting game. And even then it's a little iffy. Um, I guess the only other option would be like they they released the 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 record of Lotus War Deedlets game that was like essentially a Castlevania game uh, that got pretty good reviews. Uh, and I, I bought it. I own it. So does Bill. I don't think we've played either of us have played it yet. I haven't bought it yet. Oh, you haven't bought it yet. Oh, I bought uh-huh. it. I'm I'm going to play it eventually. I just I'm not good at Castlevania games. So where where, where do you get this? Is this on uh, Steam. Steam? It's on Steam. It's on Steam. Okay. Yeah, I would. It's got really good reviews, and basically it looks very much like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So it, it's Ooh. it's a Metroidvania game. It's, yeah, I love yeah. myself. But it stars Dublin. Yay! At, at, I just said at some point uh, maybe we would uh, want to. Uh, like do a comparison of video games that become anime and video games that have become movies. That'd be cool. Or, or I'd even be down for that. Or even ones that were the other way around. Like yeah. said, the uh, animes that became video games. And... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, sure. I, the 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 ones we done well is probably a number. No, yeah, probably. probably true. Yeah. I, you, you know, it's it's always that way though. Anytime yeah. you cross medium like that, it just doesn't always translate. Or or I would say it's you're you're almost fair enough to say it. it it doesn't translate more than it does. Yeah. Sometimes you get a Detective Pikachu. Most times you get a Monster Hunter live action movie. I was gonna say Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. or, oh, the or blood, or Blood Rain, or House of the Dead, or some of the later Resident Evils. <laughs> Most of the Resident Evils. Most of them. I watched them uh, all. All of. Yeah. I, I've only ever seen the first that, one. That I thought it sucked. Love these video game. Uh, video games that he's adapting into movies. Paul W.S. Anderson yeah. is shit outside of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> this is yeah, agree. This is true. I mean, none of those Mortal Kombat movies have been. The original I've Mortal Kombat them. movie was is still enjoyable because they. It is fun. It is not yeah. good. It's, no, there is no, a difference. But as far as what that man has created, yeah, that's probably the best video game adaptation he created. Hey. You're talking to somebody that watches bad movies on purpose, so yeah. Fun and good are not the same thing. So, except they are can be. They they can be. 
Here's what I do want to think about. I want to think about the overall grade for this. Uh, what well, this anime. you you mean the overall gun grade? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. God. Let's give no this. I wonder anime why you like having Matt here, Bill. <laughs> an overall <laughs> gun grade. Uh, I'm going to start with Josh because this is anime. Josh, out of ten, uh, what oh. is your gun grade of Gungrave? Out of ten. Out of ten. My anime list style. Five and a half. It's Five a, and a half? You're it's, going that low for the anime you chose? It's wow. it's, it's an average score. Um, wow. I think it's an average series. And again, I, I'm going back to the middle section is the weakest of the series. And it, and it really does kind of puts it at, at an even scale. I will still love this anime. There's still a lot that I personally associate with it. But if I'm being as objective as possible, it's probably a five and a half. You have blown my mind, sir. <laughs> I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Like, maybe a seven. Wow, okay. Um, it's It has some parts that drag it down, but if we go back to the core storytelling of the, the gangster story, I think it is a good story. I think he's dragged down in places, and, it, and parts of it look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Artwork, music... Uh, sound design. No, we didn't even talk about the music. The music. No, was no, so good. we didn't get a chance to talk a lot. I mean, we'll we'll get a chance to talk about music at some point when we we revise our uh, anime best opening and closing themes to add in Gungrave. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, I think music is good. I think well, music is mostly good except for that one one that one episode yeah. with the weird. Well, <laughs> it's, well, that's why he that's why Matt showed up. So. <laughs> Just a quick note that it's Sunio Imahori who did the music for Trigon. Mm-hmm. True. This is true. And we know how much we love the Trigun music. Especially the closing theme. <laughs> Matt's on my side, bitches. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not, damn it. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I give it, like, I think it's a good anime. Is For it those great? of you that no. didn't know, I just flipped Andy off because of that. <laughs> it, it's a good anime, not a great anime, which is why I'd give it a 7 or a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. For those of you who are uh, who who listened to the episode uh, when I was on Weekly Weebs, uh, they are so much nicer when it comes to grading anime than I think we are. No? Uh, oh yeah, because like, <laughs> well, they're, they're a bunch of kids, a, aren't they? they I mean, they're, they're okay. They're in their twenties. <laughs> yeah, um, they're a bunch of kids. No, that's fair. We're so, like, in our forties at this point. We're a bunch so, of like every old every men. episode that I've listened to of theirs, they're just like that anime is a nine, and then, uh, then they get mad when they don't all get tens, and I'm like, <laughs> and we're like, and like one of Josh's favorite animes, like five point five. All right. Um. <laughs> um Bill, what do you what do you what's your gun grade? I mean, I'm kind of hovering around where you guys are with the probably a five. It had highs, you know, five or six somewhere in there. Peaks and valleys. Um, it it had it had some good peaks, and it had a lot of valleys. It didn't plateau <laughs> though. It can at least say that the series did did not just plateau it, no. into blandness. I it, it was yeah. I'll give you that because even like the bad the stuff that was so bad it was bad. Like the Bobcopter, we're still, we still reference constantly. Like, True. it was. It's so bad, it's enjoyable. Not good. You're right. It was. But enjoyable. You derive like enjoyment I was just saying, out of it. Exactly. It, because he's ripping pieces of his own fat off and throbbing them like grenades. Well, he's not even really ripping them off. He's like forcing them out. He's like grunting them off. Oh, stop. <laughs> grunting well, them no, off. No, no, at first he just pulls out a chunk of his fat and throws it at him, screaming about how fat will kill him. And then later he, he, Forces out, he, he skull, grunts them out, skull, fat <laughs> missiles. 
Notice how no one called Bobcopter as their favorite moment from the anime. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so who would win in a uh, fight, though? Bobcopter or Dogcopter? God. Matt, what's your gun grade? Uh, solid six. Oh. Giggity. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, thoughts on that? <laughs> uh, thoughts on... Sorry. Thoughts on thoughts on why? why? Why six? Just the way it balances out. I mean, most of it is just the high points. The high points, which, you know, not many, but they're there, and they can be pretty high when they are there. Uh, so it just elevates it above the, the mid-range for me. Uh, Andy, yours was 7.5. 7 or 7.5. 7, 7.5. So I'd, I'd, I'd pull off, say uh, that is not good, but I'd say that was really good. A 7.5 would be really good. I don't know. Uh, I'm going but, off the IGN scale, so. Okay. <laughs> See, why didn't we, why couldn't, okay, really quick. Why yeah. did you do, why, Andy, why did you decide yeah. to do numerical instead of grade, Mr. Teacher? I don't know. To get away from school. Because if you say grade, I'm off duty, say, bitches. I would have said C plus if it was, if it was, a, if it was a grade. <laughs> then I would have given it a B if it was a grade. Maybe there. a B minus. Yeah, I, I oh, would have, God. yeah, C plus, B minus. Tight, tight. Just, I was all set to say uh, C plus or a B, but uh, then I just went with the flow on Josh. <laughs> I, I'm gonna rank it a green. Let it flow. <laughs> I gotta hit the bathroom again. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of grades, uh, we uh, on our last episode of last season, which was our review of what the fuck did we review last? Wolf Strain, right? No. Uh, One Punch, uh, Punch Man. Man. One, One Punch Man. Thank you. One Punch. Um, we we redid as we always do our rankings of the anime that we've covered. Uh, so we added into those. Uh, we have Trigon and Excel Saga. Uh, Gurren Lagan, Wolf's Reign, One Punch Man. Now we're adding in. Oh, we uh, the record of Lotus War OVA since we did the whole thing of that instead of just like a random episode. And then uh, now we're adding in Gungrave. Uh, let's go through real quick our um, our top or how do we rank them from best to worst and, and kind of cycling in and slotting in Gungrave now. Do we have a volunteer that wants to go first? I'll go first. I actually left the notes from last time we did this on my phone. Nice. Oh, wow, I did not. Now, the fun thing is I forgot about that till just a second. Did you change your order? I did not. <gasps> you oh, had the wow. same one! So apparently I am... Consistent. I mean, other other than adding Gungrave, I hit exactly the same order as before. I love it. All right, so uh, Bill, run us through your uh, from best to worst. Uh, top, Trigun, obviously. Number two, for me, still is One Punch Man. I got a lot out of it. I know how much you loved One Punch Man. I still listen to the theme, the English version of the theme that Jonathan, Jonathan Young does. So it, it nice. really spoke to me. Nice. Uh, next one is Wolves, uh, Record of Lotus War OVA. Next was uh, Wolves Reign, obviously. Then I've slotted in Gungrave. Okay, so you're putting Gungrave right after Wolves. So you think Gungrave is worse than Wolves Reign, but better yes. than the other two. I do. Okay, interesting. I, I don't I don't even know if it's better than Excel Saga, which is my next one. Uh-huh. But it had more to say than Excel Saga. Okay. Um, and I still have a Gurren Lagann at the at the bottom. It warmed on me as we watched it. It had moments, but yes, I, th- I think it's still my bottom. Okay. That's not to take away from Gurren Lagann. I think we could easily watch something so bad, it would blow it, blow it out of the top bottom rankings, mm-hmm. no problem. All right. Uh, Josh, you're up next. All right. Now, I do want to caveat this, that I do not have record of Lodus War on this list because I did not okay. actually go through a full 
uh, critical review. So that is abstain. So my, mine's only a top six instead of a top seven. That is totally fair. You know, mine are probably the most mercurial. Um, okay. but my number one is Trigun. Hey, got that same. Yep. And One Punch Man is my number two. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm actually really surprised by that. It's better than the others. I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. Um, followed by Gurren Lagon. Okay. Uh, Gungrave is number four. Wolf's Reign is number five. And Excel Saga is, is sixth. And that, and I don't want that to say that I don't derive any enjoyment from Excel Saga. I just think from a narrative standpoint, it's probably the weakest out of three because it really doesn't have, you know, because it's more of a parody show than anything else. So, but. So you're admitting right here on the show that Bill picks better animes than you do. <laughs> do you want now, me to go on record and say so far that he has chosen, um, better? Yes. There, Andy, I say Bill has chosen slightly better shows than I have. Okay. I, you know what? I will be gracious and say this. I am picking much more westernized, well-known shows. Yes. Or not, maybe not well-known, but westernized shows. Yes. I would agree with that. <laughs> you, well, as, as Bill is the deviant amongst us when it comes to anime, you know, Bill, <laughs> Bill, does, not, okay. Bill does not have as much depth for anime as, as we do. He, his exposure is mostly from movies and OVAs. And That's then the stuff we yeah. forced him to watch He's got on this show, exposure. mostly. <laughs> I just want to, once again, clarify, in case somebody's coming into this series, you know, not from the beginning and doesn't know why Bill is such a grump, it's because he doesn't generally like anime. I guess I'll go next, and then we can get Matt's. Is that, a, is that what we want to do? It? Sure. Sure. I don't care. Uh, I don't care either. Um, <laughs> number, number one is going to be Trigun for me as well. Uh, Trigun is just the best of the anime that we've watched and reviewed on here so far. Uh, number two is Record of Lotus War OVA, uh, in large part because of the nostalgia, and I think the storytelling is really strong in it. Uh, number three for me is Wolf's Rain. I still think that despite some of its flaws, uh, it is an absolutely gorgeous show that has a very well-thought-out story. Uh, Excel Saga is next because of its wackiness. It, I know it's hard to like kind of compare and contrast sometimes Excel with everything else, but I think it is... I think just pure fun and laughs. I compared to the other ones that have a better story. I think it's it's just a lot more fun. That's that's fair. It's almost one you couldn't, you almost can't rank it with everything else. Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree. Um, Gungrave comes in next for me. After that, again, the storytelling is just really good. One Punch Man falls under it, but not too far under it because I still did enjoy One Punch Man. I don't. I, th- I feel like I didn't enjoy One Punch Man as much as you two did, um, generally speaking. But I still understand it's what it what it is and, and why it's good. Oh, uh, but dude, go Moomin Rider, man. You yeah. know, Moomin Rider was great. Moomin Rider was great. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's the greatest, greatest try hard that has ever tried uh, hard in the history of tried harding. Uh, trying hard. I should say one punch man didn't speak to you as much as me because people generally like you and appreciate the things you do. Okay. Fair. Ah. Uh, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, wow. I mean, that's, I mean, okay. That's a read of it. I suppose. That's like a backhanded compliment. I think. <laughs> no, it uh, isn't. That's, that's if anything, a peek it's... into the depths that are, that is a peek into the depths that are Bill. <laughs> that's probably truer. <laughs> that's... Uh, and lastly for me was, uh, was Gurren Lagann, um, which we've gone on record, talked about it. Again, I don't think it's a bad show. I just, it just didn't grok with me. I just didn't generally just. It's didn't... an acquired taste for, for some it people. Is. It is. It is. So. That's uh that's where I slot in Gungrave uh below Excel Saga, but um above uh One Punch Man. That's interesting. All right, Matt. Matt. 
Yeah. I'm curious. You, uh, Pearson, uh, yours. This, we, this is uh, his first time listing. I think. No, I think we. I think we. He did list something one time because I. I do remember. Or maybe it was in a conversation because he. He had told me one of the ones. And I don't know if it'll stay true. That like really surprised me, and I was like, oh, "This is great." All right. Anyway, carry on, Matt. Give me your. <laughs> give me your list. Uh, first of all, I want to say, uh, Andy, uh, thank you for using the word grok. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that makes this old. Robert Heinlein fan hat. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> and uh, now to my rankings. Uh, number one is Trigon. Shocker that we all went with Trigon. <laughs> it's like, it's just straight across it, the board here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was my prime development as an anime fan began at the time Trigon was released on VHS. There you go. And I and I saw it for the first time. So that's number one. Uh, after that, I, I, I stink. I really stink. At uh, organizing lists, uh-huh. uh huh. So I can't vouch for completely for uh, this order. Okay. But uh, number two, I put down One Punch Man. Okay. I remember you. I remember you having a lot of strong positive feelings about that show when we I were do, reviewing. I do. A lot of fun. Uh, I think my I'll only appreciate it more as uh, more seasons get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, third, I went with Wolf Strain. Always good. Not to stray too far from. Love it, love it. <laughs> Keep going. He's waiting for you. He's gonna straight pausing for Sorry, I forgot we're doing this. Then Gurren Lagann, that's four. Number four. Number four. Okay. Then uh, Excel Saga, because it's hilarious and I love it for that. Uh, then uh, I I didn't watch it when you were doing it, uh, Lotus War, but I had seen it and I super enjoyed it, so I put that next. Okay. And uh, then Gungrave is at the Okay, Gungrave at the very end. Interesting. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. So those are our rankings of uh, the animes that we've reviewed so far from best to worst. So that brings us to our what we always do uh, in these wrap-up episodes, which are the top five episodes from the anime. Uh, and we usually do this in uh, reverse order. I will kick it off with episode number 11. My number five uh, was actually the episode Heat, which was the conclusion of uh, the Blood War saga. Yes. We got a lot of information about the uh, Necrolizers. We got, uh, again, the big bad sort of like situation of him transforming. Uh, I liked that episode quite a bit. That was my number five. Number four for me was episode number seven, which was titled uh, Five Years Later. Mm. So this is the Boonji episode. This is when we're introduced to Boonji, and uh, he is, this is like five years after he becomes a hitman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to see him sort of like his evolution and how things kind of along there. Uh, number three for me is episode three, which is Rain. That's the one where we get the issue with Lad, and it's like the first time that they're actually kind of like up against like another rival gang. Just the ending and like them 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 killing this this guy and uh, just, oh and, killing and, Deed, the, yeah, Deed, and then like this is where all of the the original group gets like gunned down and killed. It's just like wow, they really went for it here and it took a turn you think you have this cast of characters and you don't have this cast of characters going forward mm-hmm. goodbye Jolis. goodbye nathan oh Jolis is already dead too well, he was dead in episode in. two yeah that's true but yeah they were done done so uh number two for me was dusk of the destroyers oh. which was the finale um i really 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 liked the finale and uh just sort of like how everything played out emotionally between harry and brandon so i had to put that one at number two. And then for me, the number one episode from the anime uh, was episode 14, which is titled Die. 
uh, which is the um, episode with the elevator with the brain song. Uh, and uh, just the, the first time that like, just it's the, in my opinion, it's the highest point of the entire anime with the, the betrayal and the killing of Brandon. And you see it for the first time. You don't see it actually coming. You don't think it's going to happen, but it does. And it's, it punches you real hard in the gut. So that is my top five episodes. And we're going to go to Bill next for his top five. My number five, I chose uh, episode number two, Young Dogs. That was the first episode that we get that's actually storytelling. Knocking out the first episode that was just guns. Guns and white guys blowing up. Yes. And fittingly, my next one actually was Rain, the episode number three. Hey, we had one, uh, we had a crossover. We do have a crossover. Um, And for all the same reasons you gave, I mean, one and two, or two and three, I really kind of felt were one episode. Yeah, they there was a continuation. And told a really good story. Mm-hmm. I agree. My number three was family. Uh, that's when they actually joined the family. You know, we really get to know the coat of iron. And and, and that's also the one where uh, Sid gets yes. taken out. Yep, the one you so, alluded to uh, her before. Yeah. And then I kind of did the same thing that I did <laughs> with the beginning, which was the two end episodes. Yeah, no, for sure. Number two is then, and number one is Dusk of the Destroyers, for all the for all the reasons that we've uh, spoken of before. And again, two episodes that kind of make a, a cohesive whole. I can't argue that uh, two of them are on my list as well. So, uh, Josh, what are your top five? Starting at number five. Number five is Rain because that that really does show probably the their most desperate situation before. Uh, the Blood War stuff, and it really kind of creates like a turning point for Harry, where he ruthlessly kills um, Deed. It wasn't even a matter of him, you know, conning Deed or, or you know, making a, a you know, a grand, um, you know, hey, you're working for me now. No, it's just he flat out killed Deed, and you saw what he would be willing to do. Number four for me is Big Daddy. Um, I like it because it's a lot of the quieter moments, you know, Brandon uh, gets reconnect, reconnects with, with Maria. Um, Is this the first time we see him fishing? And that's the first time we see him fishing with, with Big yeah! Daddy. He's forging his relationship <laughs> with Big Daddy. But it's also, in a lot of ways, the episode kind of acts as a crossroads for, for Brandon. Because at that ball, it's you get a feeling that, that they could start their actual relationship in earnest if... Brandon did not step in and stop the would-be assassin because you get that that sense of of he's finding his way now uh, and finding a way to probably have a life with Maria, but then in a split second he decides that he's going to go this route instead. Such a good episode. It really it's really good of a, a character build up uh, for Brandon. I have to interrupt you before you go to the next one, really quick too. Uh, just not, not neither here nor there. I totally haven't made that FMV video yet with uh, the song from Ghost <laughs> with Brandon and Big Daddy. But anyway, carry on. Wow. Okay. The uh, lottery scene. Anyway, yeah, carry yeah, on. Yeah. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand the reference. Not, not Andy. The I Ghost. was born in 1982. <laughs> that movie was around when I was a kid. I thought you. I thought you were thinking of the band Ghost. No, not the band Ghost. Not <laughs> I was watching Josh's like face. Like, wait, wait a minute. You're gonna do a square hammer Ghost? video to Gungrave? That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, episode three for me is then. Aha. Uh-huh. Because one of the things I really liked about that episode is the um, 
the duality of, of Harry and uh, Brandon's situations. Harry's empire has crumbled and Brandon, or I should say grave at this point is physically crumbling mm-hmm. throughout the episode. You know, he's fall- there. Everything about their world is falling apart at this point. And that ending where, where he sees Brandon, Brandon pulls the gun on him, pulls the trigger and it, you know, empty chamber and they start cracking up. I was like, when, when I saw that ending, I was like, huh, where is this going to go then? Because it completely upended any type of expectation I was going to see, uh, yeah. I was making about how that, that series was going to end. Um, but I, I liked, I, I liked that narrative of the two of them are falling apart. And then we even see a little bit of their flashback right before they get into the rumble that they had with uh, Deeds gang that kind of really started everything here for their, for them. And I, I liked that um, as well. It was a really, it was just a really good episode. Followed by my number two is Die. Yes, so good. I, I think for everything that that we've said about Die, there's not much more that can be said about it. It's just a terrific episode. Finally, probably not a surprise here. Dusk of the Destroyers is my uh, favorite episode of the series. Uh, pretty much what I had spoken about earlier in this episode. Everything about that episode, it, it, you know, one of the things was it was a great character study on Harry. I think with, with, you know, them talking about their past and everything else. Yeah. And just that, you know, again, the final words of, of Brandon, because at this point, I don't even see him as grave at this point. He's back to being Brandon and Harry's not bloody Harry. He's just Harry at this point. It's Brandon and Harry saying goodbye. My God, you cannot write a better ending. Sorry. I agree. All right. Ha! You agree that it's a better, I mean, there's no better ending in anime. You said it. Uh, I take it back. Matt! <laughs> you take backseats! You got me. You got me. Matt, uh, what are your top five? Starting at number five, sir. Eight, one, eleven, twenty-six, fourteen. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Eight is number five. One yep. is number four. Eleven is number three. Fourteen is, uh, no, twenty-six is number two. Fourteen is number one. A lot of of what was in there we have already discussed. I have the list up, but I have to ask you: Episode one is in your top five. Why? Why? I need you to defend yourself. Why destroyer in the dusk? <laughs> why destroyer in the dusk? We won't. We won't. We won't spend forever on it. But I do need to know why you chose that one. It's a good opening. It goes downhill right after that, but uh, <laughs> still gets you interested the first time. Okay. Okay. So you don't. So you disagree with us then? That like. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I didn't say. <laughs> yeah. Also, was... I'm terrible at lists, as I've said before. No, that's so, fair. Uh... No, that's fair. Um, that's uh, that is an interesting, interesting take though, because I mean, I put it near the bottom. Jeez. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, hey, let's move on uh, and talk about uh, some things coming up for our next season of the. I almost said anime of the podcast. <laughs> well, the anime season, podcast season two of Gungrave. Um, so no, we are going to be heading into season seven of tuning Japanese. Uh, and if you know anything about the way that we've done this show, uh, we cycle in different anime for each season, uh, which means that we're back to uh, my pick for an anime, which we will be getting to that reveal in a bit. But before we get into that, we have a few other things we need to take care of. 
Some of you might wonder why Matt is on and Josh is on when Matt wasn't part of the necessarily the full review of the season. So I'm going to leave it, I think, to Josh for this next little bit real quick. All right. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. As um, the longtime listeners have known that this past season, especially, I've been more in and out, um, hit and miss on recordings. Um, Andy alluded to a little bit of that um, at my request that part of it is my wife has a chronic illness. She deals with chronic pain on the day on a regular basis. And there are a lot of times where I have to step away from many things uh, in order to help my family. Things have gotten a bit more stressful in my life, especially in the most recent weeks. And it's caused me to unfortunately burn out on the show. I, I've been struggling for months now getting together notes to record, getting to, you know, getting the energy to record the show. Nothing against doing this show. I love doing this show. It's been a delight these past seven or sorry, six seasons being here, uh, getting to do something that I legitimately enjoy with two of my oldest friends in, in Bill and Andy gotten to meet a pretty interesting guy in Matt. But at this point, I have had to make a decision about where I stand in the show. I am going to go on an extended hiatus at this point. I'm not quite sure when I will be back to regular recording. I may be able to pop in from time to time on the odd episode. Might be able to jump in on some of the Patreon episodes, something like that. But as an active full-time co-host of this show, I am going to be taking a step back while I focus on more immediate matters, uh, not least of which is my own mental health. Again, I'm not wanting this to be any kind of permanent goodbye. Right now, I'm viewing this as an an extended hiatus for probably at least this next season, if not a little longer. I'm going to miss doing this show. I am uh, going to miss every week sitting here or sitting in Bill's basement, if that ever happens again, I don't know. Getting to talk about one of the things that, that honestly is probably one of the biggest loves of my life, which is Japanese anime. Getting to share my love of anime with our listeners. Getting to know great people, again, like Matt. Gotten to know Yada from uh, my anime podcast. It was a fantastic uh, individual. Seeing the positive responses that we've gotten from people these last few years has, has definitely been a lot of fun. I do need to step away for a while because my lack of appearing on the show and my lack of focus on the show is probably hurting this show as well. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring this show down. I want to be able to come back fresh and feeling ready to go in maybe a season or two. I don't know. I'm sorry. No, that's no, you're no, no I appreciate it. I am kind of tearing up a little bit, so I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, you're fine. It's, I, it's I do fine. want to thank each and every. Each and every one of you that listens to this show, that has been there since we started Excel Saga, that's been oh, so on this so this this crazy journey. You've you've seen little snippets of my life, and I've been blessed to be able to to give what I what I've been able to give to everyone that has stuck with us, that has been with us. So this is not goodbye, but it is bye for now. I love you. Aww. We love you too, buddy. And you know when I when I when I started this podcast back in the day, like it, I mean, a thousand years obviously, ago, it seems like now. <laughs> it feels like forever ago. Like I knew that the the format I kind of wanted, I wanted, I wanted someone who was really into anime 
I wanted someone who wasn't really into anime, and I wanted myself who was kind of in the middle, who had who likes anime but is not like a fanatic about it. Oh, thanks. Well, no, I mean, I mean, you're 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 much more passionate about it. Than, <laughs> I am. Than, I am very I passionate am. about uh, um, what I like. Yes. Which is which is why which is why I tapped the the group that that I did. Um, and it's been, it's been good chemistry and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm also a proponent for mental health. And I also know some of the things that you're going through in your life, uh, which we will not dredge up here because it's not the time or the place for it. And I know that you need to focus on other things right now and we're around, you, you know, you know, when we record, you know, when we're around, if you, if you need to get away, even just for your own mental health to just do an episode from, from time to time in, in the in-between, let us know. We'll be here. We won't even make you write any notes until you come back full time. Oh, thank God. Uh, so I get to steal people's notes then? Sure. I'll make you read mine like I read yours that one week. Oh, my goodness. That was, that was still I, – I, I enjoyed uh, you reading my notes um, and, and trying to decipher my silly way of writing things. We've been doing the show long enough that I was able to pick up on most of what you were trying to get across. Right. Bill, did you have anything you want to add at all? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> That's a, this tracks. That's about twenty um, years worth of friendship, right there. This tracks. So then, the reason why we brought Matt on uh, is we have asked uh, Matt specifically if he would step in. Uh, and you know the the tagline is three dudes in their thirties, which throws it off, but that's fine. Uh, three dudes. Round about that age, talking about anime, uh, and uh, Matt has graciously decided to uh, help us out uh, on this next season of uh, of Tuning Japanese. So uh, this is our official welcome to Super Fan Matt, now Super Host Matt, uh, <laughs> jo- As- As- Ascended Fanboy Matt. Ascended I fanboy like that Matt. Ascended Fanboy. Matt. I like. That I think that's too. A, that's the perfect title for you, Matt. Yes, <laughs> I guess he could still be the Super Fan because he is taking the otaku spot. Yeah, oh, that, that, the terminology works. We just put it in a different context. Yep, it's yes. true. Awesome, sure. awesome. Sure. I, I do feel like as far as a, a choice for a replacement for me, Matt is probably the best. Second to uh, Yada. <laughs> Yada's got other things. I love say. me my yeah, I Irishman. I want him on here. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to thank everybody for all the episodes I've listened to in the past and for bringing me into the fold at this point. I am going to enjoy the hell out of this tenure uh, just and I, as I've enjoyed everyone else's tenure. Thank you very much. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be great. I leave it to you to pester Bill. You got <laughs> you got to annoy Bill, okay? That's my one wish. <laughs> he he's got to be put in the check. <laughs> That's your one wish. That's <laughs> Well, for Monkey's for paw. his for his point, uh, just shut up. <laughs> Anything you want, that's your one wish. That's just one wish. That's all he wants. A couple more things, real quick, before we close up. Uh, number one, I'll announce it. Uh, Matt, Bill, and I have already recorded a couple episodes already. Uh, we are putting together some uh, a new series for the Patreon, and some of them will be making their way onto the main feed as well. Uh, of basically, essentially, we're doing first impressions of anime. Uh, any series, it could be however many episodes long, where we watch the very first episode, we do kind of a little bit of a more informal sort of like rundown of what happens on the episode, and then by the end we decide uh, and make the call The call of, is this something that we think we actually like and would want to continue watching, uh, or not? Uh, and we're going to be releasing some of those. We've recorded two episodes already. Uh, I will mention uh, that the very first one uh, that we're going to be releasing 
is on uh, My Hero Academia. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, so hey, <laughs> right. I'm just glad that you guys sat down and watched My Hero Academia. I have been yes. I have been on your ass about this show for what three years now, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to release that first episode. Uh, on the Patreon, and then also uh, probably first also a preview or the full episode on our main feed as well, so you can get a taste of that. We'll release a couple more on the main feed as we go, uh, and then the rest of those are going to make their way onto our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Uh, so very excited to do that, because Bill is picking things that like he has maybe heard the name before, uh, and people like Josh talking about Matt is digging into some things that he's always maybe wanted to watch. And I have decided that I'm going to choose anime that I think Bill would absolutely hate. Uh, <laughs> All right. To, to see if I can find one that maybe he will actually like. Can I make one suggestion? Yeah, I, of course I, you I can. talked about it earlier um, before we recorded, but yeah. I would like you to, to try Dr. Stone. My yes. family and I have, have started watching it uh, recently. We're, we're loving it. And I think, I honestly think you guys, all of you, all three of you would like this show. We will slot that into our rotation. I am, I, I am caught up on it myself. Yeah. Well, we're not caught up. We're, we're, we're still in season one, but spoil it, spoil it for him. No, <laughs> don't spoil it. Get him. I read Wikipedia's. So I know what happened. Before we end this episode, we do have to get one last thing. The most important thing, the thing that I've been putting off this entire episode. Yes. Because I still I've... maybe have changed it like two or three times while we've been talking. Potentially, uh, is uh, is the anime that I'm going to choose for season seven. Uh, I have kept this under wraps the entire he's time. Not, Normally, told, we, we told me or Bill. I don't no, think. and usually okay. I, I we we run this by throughout the middle of the season, like behind the like like off mic. Yeah. Um, but I have been so this sheet of paper on the other side. I wrote down eighteen anime titles. Are you going to roll a d twenty? No, I thought that would be. <laughs> Fucking wild! Next time I wait, will, wait. Uh, these are you wrote down eighteen anime titles, not eighteen plus anime titles, right? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because uh, you got the wrong co-host uh, for. Yeah, for it's those. not a Josh season. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's a me. Come on, let's only do one, La Blue Girl. Only one could maybe fall into that, but anyway. Um, La so Blue Girl. I thought it would be really fun instead of me just saying it right now that we would do a quick run through of everyone's favorite game. Anime 20 questions, definitely not taken from another podcast, uh, to figure out what is the anime that I am going to be reviewing. So we are going to play classic 20 questions where you can ask me only yes or no questions. You cannot, if you guessed an anime, uh, then the game is over. So you want to make oh, sure that you get as many questions as you possibly can Because my 20 questions are going to be 20 different anime. It's, 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 it, it can, you, cannot, you can only guess the name of an anime one time, and you have yes or no questions. And those yes or no questions begin right now. Is this anything I've ever heard of? Yes. That's one. Is this an anime recent to the last 15 years? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So, older. Okay. Is this a fantasy anime? No. Is this a sci-fi anime? Yes. Okay. Does it have mecha? Yes, that's five. Is Johnny Young Bosch in the in the cast? Let me double check though, because he's in everything. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's Johnny Young Bosch, a futuristic anime with mecha, I kind of we've talked about that. I'm when... gonna pull up his IMDb just in case, because he's been in everything. 
yes. That's six. <laughs> is this something that aired on Toonami? <laughs> Think. Hang on. Man, you should have uh, prepped your yes. 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 It was on Andy, Toonami. Wikipedia. It I'm helps. Working. I've got him open. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. You're at seven. Are the mechs humanoid? Yes. Is there a character who is referred to only by a number? Like one of the main characters. We're going to say no. I'm going to say no. That's Okay, okay. Do the mechs fight each other? Uh, no. Okay. Is this set far in the future? No, that's 11. All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of ideas. Huh? Are there biblical undertones? Yes, that's 12. I have a pretty good idea, I think. Uh, <laughs> would I recognize the theme song right away? Yes, 13. Is it comedic? I'm going to lean toward generally no. 14. Does the, is the ending historically known for pissing off the fan base so bad that they send the creator death threats? You might say that. 15. Uh, is, uh, did Jonathan Young do a cover of the theme song? Ah, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> if it's If it's what we're thinking, I don't uh, yes, 16. Okay. <laughs> I think I know it. If you guys, Matt, unless you, you guys want to ask anything else. Uh, at, even if I should have, I feel I should have a clue at this point, but I don't. Yeah. Is the main character a whiny little bitch? It's anime. I yeah, mean, so this is yeah. anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 17. Okay. Actually, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Is the main character a whiny little bitch that I actually don't like? If I remember correctly, yes, but I'm going to say 17. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say right. yes. Uh, Generally, he's, he's a it, young, whiny young bitch. Okay. All right. I... Is there a man who does this music? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Again, anime. So, all right. All right. <laughs> you can't see it on a podcast, but he put his fingers together and put his hand on right. top of his, of his, of his fingers. We got two more. You can make a guess now if you want. I can make a guess if you guys make want. Make the guess, Otherwise, Bill. Let's go. Guess. Go. Is it Neon Genesis Evangelion? It's Neon Genesis right. Evangelion okay. is what we are doing for season seven. <laughs> That's going to be the Netflix dub then, right? The we redub gonna, of Probably. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if the other one is anywhere at this point. I don't think no. so. Not Series, not movies, right? Series, series, not movies. Series. Yes. So All we're right. going to watch this on Netflix uh, and see how the new dub does, as we, uh, which Johnny Young Bosch is in the new... Netflix dub, apparently. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. That's why I dismissed it, because I was only thinking of the original. Yep. All right. Yep, that's that's how that one fits. So, that's what we're going to do for Season 7, but uh, I think that about does it. This is a long episode, a very long episode that I'm going to regret editing later. Uh, but with that, I think it's about time we get out of here. Josh, for the road, do you want to send us home? This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where four dudes, almost in their 40s, Ooh. talk about anime. I'm going on walkabout. I'm Josh. I am Andy. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go drink some beer. I'm Bill. And I'm the usurper. I'm Matt. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Toodles. I'm going to go on. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. 
For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. A special thanks to our patrons, Brian Nash and Superfan Matt. future's dead, just like me. You're not. You're not dead. I know it. I know it. You're the strongest person I know. You can make it on your own. Oh, Grave. Mika, I have to go now, understand? Don't go. I don't want you to go. Because, because, I love you. I love you. Grave, I love you. I love you. I love you. That's why I don't want you to go. Please, Grave. Please, don't go. You're going to have a great life without me today and tomorrow and for a long, long time. There's no choice.